installment of our short podcasts that we are putting out while we are over here in the States. Last time we were in Seattle, but today we are in Montana. My brother is round the table and we have our friend and special guest also going to be contributing to this short cast, Tyler Sharp. Good also, to be with you, man. Also currently your landlord. Yeah, <laughs> it's <a> true story. <laughs> or your Montana host. Glad yeah. to be back. What a view you have from here. We arrived in the dark, and then we woke up, and it was like, boom. It's pretty spectacular. We It's still surreal. We've, we've been here almost seven months now, and as you can see, we've got three mountain ranges around us, and uh, lots of wildlife, and blanket of snow, and wonder, and, and beauty. So, it's I could think of worse places on the planet. Absolutely. We drove up from... I'm trying to think what we. How far did we not, get in the last up, podcast? East. No, I said that last time. We yeah. drove east. How far? I was like, I'm going to drive down to Montana. <laughs> like, well, it's kind of down a little bit, but not really. It's kind yeah. of just east across. Across. Had we been with Devon when we did no, the last podcast? No, it was the day before. So we spent two days with a podcast listener and now friend uh, who works with police dogs over in Seattle, and it was a brilliant two days. And we got to meet his family. And hounds, which are really part of the family. Yeah, yeah. We spent two days. Well, the the second second day, first day was kind of just seeing um, around town. We saw Cabela's. Yep, that was an experience. We don't yeah. have anything as big or impressive as that in the UK. Tick done. Cabela's. We didn't buy. Oh, you bought rifle scopes, uh, but yeah. not for yourself. No, a friend of Not mine. scopes. Sorry, um, rifle covers. Covers. Yeah, bikini covers. covers. So I had to put in a request, literally as I was walking around, I messaged my, my hunting buddy at home, Eden. I said, is there anything that you might need from here? And he said, I've been looking for some bikini covers for the for my rifle scope. So have a look. You call them bikini covers? I think that's what they call them here. No, bikini covers would be what girls wear over their swimsuits. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, you know the stretchy ones? Yeah, I, scope you, cover, I, maybe. I am sure that Butler Creek called them bikini covers. Oh, I've never heard that. Maybe I'm not as in the know as I should be, but You're just not cool if you say Tyler. bikini cover, I'm thinking of a swimsuit <laughs> cover-up, not a rifle scope there's cover. A, there's a few things in the last month that I realized that other people might understand. So I, I was talking, do you know what an octopus is? Octopus? Yeah, not not the creature. I'm talking about like the tool that you might use to strap something down. No. Okay, so apparently this is something that my parents fed me that <laughs> no one else on this planet knows about. It's a bungee cord. Okay. You know, a bungee well, with the two hooks on the end. All right. Yeah. So we were always told them for my entire life. I've known it as an octopus, and I, I said this at the gym the other day to a bunch of people, and they looked at me blankly, <laughs> and I had to explain exactly what I've just explained to you, and they said, I promise you no one in the UK calls it an octopus, apparently no one in the US either. Well, it would make more sense if you called it tentacle, right? Well, because that would be only one, one arm. My, my dad did say that originally it was like one with arms coming off it, so you could stretch it over, oh, yeah. over a suitcase. Mm-hmm. Or something. So that kind of does make more sense. Yeah, then like a net. Like a net. More yeah. net. So it'd have eight arms. Um, but well, I always get I get crap when I'll say a word and somebody says that's not a word. And but analogism is a word, and that means when you make a word up that means something. And Shakespeare did it all the time. So yeah. octopus can be an analogism for a bungee cord. Done. I invented a word. 
So, uh, police dogs. Police? Yes, okay, police dogs. dogs. So, yeah, first day at Cabela's, and then uh, we had a very nice meal with the, the Filson gang Yep. on that night. Ate bison for the first time. Which was tremendous. Yep. Uh, and also, we had some mussels. Ooh, they were good. Well, it, it is the place to eat seafood, yep. Seattle. And then the following day, uh, we were taking pictures all morning of uh, Lukey, the police dog, and Devin as well. What a cool dog. Uh, and kind of seeing him in action. It's kind of crazy because, you know, you talk about, um, you speak to Devin about what he's capable of and what he has actually done. And then when you greet it in the house, he brings a toy to you. And this is a dog that traces down criminals and wears a bulletproof vest. And takes no <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but it's, it's pretty cool. It's really, really cool. And we will be putting up pictures of that. We will. And we spent the rest of the day with him. And um, he messaged had, me yesterday saying next next time if we when we've got more time a ride along is happening, but it was really cool to spend the day with the dog anyway. And then we got a little personal tour around Seattle as well. Yes, we did. So got to see the chewing gum wall. It's <laughs> <laughs> the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Uh, we you, take, you said you'd seen it, hadn't you? Tyler? Uh, it's been. A, I think that would have been in two thousand three, yeah. two thousand four. So I imagine most it's of been that scraped off since gum has been decomposed. If that is a thing that happens, I don't know if no, gum they had to scrape it off. Okay, apparently it was like two or three inches thick and a, and a health hazard. So they took it all off, but it's back again. Watch, that's how the first zombie comes about. It's just <laughs> going to morph into this organism that escapes like and eats people. Yeah, yeah, like the blob. It, it was it was a last minute. Oh, have you seen the chewing gum wall? Type yeah. comment, and so, we're like, so, "What on earth are you talking about?" So, so we ticked off some of the common places, Pike, Pike Place, um, which, which was actually quite cool because it was completely empty. Uh, well, Pike Market, Pike's Market, Pike okay. Market. Uh, we saw the Space Needle. Uh, we had a Dick's Burger. We had a bag of Dicks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and before the before that, we'd gone to the aquarium. I can't remember if we talked about that on the last podcast. Yeah, we did. Or, we went. We did. To, no, 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 we didn't. We didn't. So we no, went. We? I'm I not don't sure, know. But we went to the aquarium <laughs> anyway to see some of the. Fre- everything, the, oh, everything, yeah, from seals to octopus, octopus. Yeah. <laughs> real octopus. Real ones. We got to watch them being fed as well, uh, and, and sea urchins. Yeah, we did. Yeah. This, this, so that in this like petting tank, it's just like a rock pool, basically a simulated rock pool, and kids can go and Prod poke starfish urchins. and you know poke <laughs> sea urchins. He says kids, aka you two guys. And then there was this dude with these tiny pairs of like. Uh, it was like yeah, the, tweezers. The, yeah, but it was yeah. kind of like it looked more like the things you pick up litter with, but a mini version. Mm-hmm. And he was individually feeding each sea urchin there with a piece of seaweed. But there was like two or three hundred sea urchins. And he basically was like, I could kind of keep track of them, but because there's like so many um, people f- are working there and it interrupting them, it, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter if you miss one because they'll do another one. Yeah, but we we I sat and watched a sea urchin for five minutes as it moved with its little spines and little sucker feet, the piece of seaweed round from the top of it to its mouth underneath. That's cool. So that's another thing checked off. Slow eating. Yep. And it then, was kind of mesmerizing. And then we went to the gun range that night. Oh, yeah, we did. Yep. Yep, we uh, went to town with a couple of boxes of 9 mil and a Glock. And, and we, we shot a... Uh, it was like a werewolf <laughs> taking a woman away and you had to... <laughs> Um, save her, save her, yeah. save her, yeah. And we had expert instruction from our from Devon. Yeah, unless you're a wolf great. conservationist. It well, was a werewolf. Okay, yeah. so I think it's a slightly wolf. different, right? Yeah, maybe she was the bad guy. And it well, looked, it was suggested to us. It was, and if you've seen Men in the Bu- Men in Black, mm-hmm. you know that he shot the little girl because he was like, 
what's she, what's she doing out in the in, <laughs> what's she in, doing what's she doing in the hood yeah at 12 o'clock at night with a stack full of uh, physics books and he was telling the truth it's like <laughs> yeah first men in black is brilliant so from men in black to jumping in our hire car and driving across three states yes to montana on a very very icy snowy road with a car that had originated in california and did not have snow tires on but we got here eventually yeah, it was uh, it was sketchy in places. They just I don't know. They just the roads just are not that clear. They'd had a lot of snow. They had, but not and about a quarter of the way was ice. Yeah, but we made it, and we arrived. And you kindly picked us up from the airport where we dropped the car off. Arrived here in the dark, like a well. This is how we how we opened the podcast into your into your home, your shabby shack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, and it's been really overcast and snowy the last few days. So, but we saw no mountains. Yeah, y'all really didn't have a chance to see any of the mountains. And, like, I live in the mountains. Bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kept saying as we were driving, I was promised there's mountains all around here. Um, but yeah, and we had a had a great dinner. You guys got to try a few new, get to have some elk, right? Oh yeah, yeah we did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're gonna probably have some more tonight. That was a nice restaurant. Yeah, it was. Uh, and then yesterday, you guys talk about yesterday. Yellowstone. Nah, I mean Yellowstone's not that important. <laughs> we mess that out. Well, so I mean, we went to Yellowstone. It's I mean, part part of my duty here to be Yellowstone guide, and you know, just in the last ten or eleven years, I've got to spend a lot of time in the park, and um, it still hasn't worn off on me. But I, one of the my favorite things about Yellowstone is taking people into Yellowstone for the first time, and especially you guys growing up hearing legends of this kind of stuff, and uh, you know, people out here get used to bison or this or that. And I remember we, we came around the corner in the first bison, and you were like, there's a bison. And you got so excited. And I like hit the brakes. I was like, okay, okay, we're going to see some more. Don't worry. I couldn't believe it. It was so surreal for me because like you said, I've, I've read the stories of North American, um, of, of the plight of the bison and North American conservation and the comeback of all the species. And Teddy Roosevelt, we went through his, his archway, mm-hmm. the, the Roosevelt archway. So to, as I said to you when we were traveling around yesterday, I know that this isn't going to properly sink in until I go home, mm-hmm. but I did not expect to see as many bison as we saw so easily. I thought it was going to be, well, we'll probably see bison, but they might be over there. Mm-hmm. But we were, I could almost smell the breath of some of the bison we were taking. They're pictures. everywhere. It's it's pretty cool. Considering even in National Geographic, which I've read for years now, I would say at least one or two issues a year has stuff from Yellowstone mm-hmm. in it. It's just it's so famous and kind of a it's a it's a pin up um, national park, isn't it? Oh, it is. Our national parks at home are kind of loosely based yeah. on yeah. success of Yellowstone. And I also think it's really it's great that that you got to experience it in the winter mm-hmm. versus the summer. I mean, I think that spring is a great season and late fall when, but you know, from June till end of August, it's pretty busy in there. So to go in with winter with very you know, there wasn't that many cars. No, there was, and I was surprised at how many cars. And it must have been because it was Saturday and that people were going snowmobiling in the Beartooth and that kind of thing. But to get to see it, kind of desolate with not yeah. a lot of traffic. And in most situations, we had the wildlife sightings we, you know, we we encountered to ourselves. Yeah, we did. Uh, and you think about it, only one road in Yellowstone's open. So if you consider that and the amount of people there, there, there wasn't many people no. there. No. And we, we got pretty lucky. You know, we saw a lot of bison. We saw a massive elk within <laughs> the first so hour. He was so chilled out. <laughs> yeah, he was just chilling. And then we saw an, another five or six of them way, way, way up on that hill out in the Lamar yeah, Valley. Yeah, that was a good spot, that. Um, we saw, we were kind of up for debate on whether that was a fox or a coyote. It looked like a fox to me. 
Um, and then we couldn't find the sheep. We were trying to find the bighorn sheep. There's a spot that they usually are. We but could see was, where they've been bedded down. They had been there. It was so cold, though. And it, it was, was minus, still snow. minus 20 when we left last night, Celsius, mm-hmm. not Fahrenheit. Yeah, so about minus two, minus three. Which is like Svalbard cold. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's you, you're thinking about layers now because yeah, it was. It didn't cold. feel that cold. It was cold. Honest. It was cold, but it didn't feel minus 20. I mean, the entire back of the truck just stayed frozen. Mm-hmm. Well, and then my favorite was that we we kind of did our circuit, you know, because only one of the entrances is open. And then we come back and I was like, hey, do you guys want to go look at these geyser pools? It's, you know, we walk up these walkways and, you know, we've got a few minutes of light left. So we walk over there and thinking that nothing else interesting <laughs> is going to happen. And then it was like game over for the day. Yeah. And then we see two bull elk just battling it out in a gas station. <laughs> Uh, amongst the buildings, amongst the buildings, and they got really close to the gas pump at one point, and I don't. I kind of made the joke about Zoolander, where they're like, you know, doesn't mean you can't not die in a freak gasoline fight accident. And these elk were getting really close to these gas pumps, and we were just thinking about how sort of unfortunately comedic it would be if they ended up exploding this gas pump because they were thrashing each other with their horns. But they ended up moving away. Um, but it went on for almost we ten minutes. We were there minutes. for a while. It and, was uh, it was brilliant to it watch. Was really cool, sizing up, stepping back, and then the one the, there was that moment where it's parked there. And they there looked two at us. cars. They looked at us, just sort of, can I help you? Yeah. Then they carried on, just, and then almost backed up into the front of your pickup. Yeah, they got pretty close to my truck, and uh, but it's just it's just cool to see that so close up. And of course, you'd like to see that in the wilderness and not in the parking lot of <laughs> Mammoth Hot Springs, um, you know, Ranger Station. But but hey, they, they are wild animals. They're still wild. I mean, they're obviously fairly accom- you know accustomed to human presence, being that it's you know, a park. yeah, it's a national park. But uh, they're absolutely not domesticated in any way but it's a national park that's millions how, and millions how big of is acres. it i'm gonna i need to google the exact you know did you uh, i can't remember uh, i, I want google it. i want to i want to say right. my guess is like 30 million acres no, let's look let's look yeah let's let's not guess let's look yeah give, um, the, give the people the knowledge so we were there's a three in there somewhere we were hoping to see wolves because you took us to where mm-hmm. you know there's some wolf packs yeah didn't happen but we were there they were they were right. there they're, around us somewhere they're we there they live them. in that area and you can always tell by the wolf enthusiast vans or trucks you are you are very 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 close was it three three thousand hang on i need to you carry on talking. I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of, you know, groups that, uh, obviously, park biologists, but then there's also groups of wolf enthusiasts that, in the same way that we were talking about storm chasers earlier, that they, um, you know, are in tune. I don't know if they're able to tap into the radio colors on certain uh, herds or not, not herds packs, but uh, they're usually if if they're out there with their truck and their spotting scopes, you usually know that that's the good that's the spot. So. I've got, I've got it. The, re- the reason why I was confused is because it was giving me it in square miles. Oh, uh, but I've actually found that the acreage, which is two million, basically two point two million okay. acres, uh, which is three thousand four hundred square miles. Yeah. So I knew I knew I couldn't remember if it was three or thirty, but yeah, close to three million acres. Yeah, it's a pretty lot. big. It's a lot. Yeah. That's insane. And it's, you know, what we were, what we were talking about earlier was the only way, I think it would have to be on skis or snowshoes or a guided snowmobile 
tour to get down towards the bigger geysers and a lot of the bison sort of migrate towards those geothermal areas and so they kind of hang out in the steam and so that's when you get all the the frost on their beards and all that and i would love to get to do that at some point but i've um just this is actually really the first time i've spent a winter in yellowstone most of the time it's always been in the spring or fall so well seeing them the only other experience i've had in my life um, of seeing an animal for the first time that compares to seeing the bison was when we saw muskox in Norway. And I'm not just saying that because it kind of looks similar. It had the same kind of emotion and feeling of, mm-hmm. feeling to it. It had that sort of prehistoric being. Yeah, You almost don't look real. Mm-hmm. You're in the landscape. And um, we saw quite a lot of muskox in Norway, but it was like 30 or something. Yeah. Um, whereas we, we saw hundreds and hundreds of bison. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, mean, I mean, that last spot where we were looking for the wolves, when you look down onto that plain below us. There's a couple was, hundred down there probably. It was incredible. Yeah. yeah. And there's been times in the summer where, you know, I've been fishing back in that area and, uh, and you know, you're, you're, you're fishing and then you kind of hear a splash and you turn around and, and the herd's coming through the stream right next to you. And uh, that's that, amazing. That's that's a pretty cool thing to witness. Yeah, we so don't, we don't have herds of bison season. when yeah. you're crossing when we're fishing the river. Yeah. No, I definitely have to come back when it's more fishing season. But we'll talk more about, I'm sure that Yellowstone's going to come up and the bison in other... Yeah, in well, the we're, we're going to be doing some podcasts on that. Yeah, exactly. So after that, then we went to Chico's. Chico Hot Springs. Chico yeah. Hot Springs. Yep. Oh, actually, at the Yellowstone, the... Um, we did go up to the the guy the guys. Yeah. that was really cool. Yeah, and those they are cool in comparison to the other hot pools and the geysers. I, I really you're gonna have to come see those at another point. But yeah, these are basically geothermal areas, and and there was so much snow. There was probably eight inches of snow. Yeah, and it was snowing heavy when we left. So some of it was hard to see, but basically, you know, the bacteria, the the color of the pools is caused by bacteria that live in different temperatures of the water. So there isn't as much variation in those pools in the Mammoth Hot Springs as compared to Norris Geyser Basin or the Grand Prismatic. Because I've seen the pictures of them. Yeah. Vivid, vivid oranges, green, orange, yellow. And so these are a little cooler temperatures, um, but but it's still really unique. And especially on a day like yesterday when it was really, really cold, all the steam's coming up. And um, it's just... It would be easy to get accustomed to that, but when you th- when you think about what it actually is, yeah. the reality, I mean, it's almost science fiction. <laughs> it, it's it really is cool. science fiction. Yeah. But then we went to Chico's after we saw that. Yeah. Chico Hot Springs is one of my favorite places. And I Montana. couldn't believe what you were telling us. This was after we'd been mm-hmm. chilling out, drinking beer mm-hmm. in the hot spring swimming pool. So it's a, it's, can... it's a bar. Yeah. Like it's a proper bar. And then at the kind of the back of the bar, they have a swimming pool well so it started off as a wellness center in the early i think early 1900s and so it's a hotel that used to be a medical wellness center so the rooms were hospital rooms basically and then they used these hot springs as healing waters for polio and scoliosis and all that kind of stuff and over time it kind of shifted into a guest ranch or you know hotel and and um, and so they have a old school you didn't get to see the actual steakhouse but there's a nice old school restaurant in there uh, that's part of the hotel and then next door is the saloon so it's a legitimate old west saloon with a dance floor and a dance hall great great and then you walk out the back of the bar and that's where the pool is the hot springs so Hmm. it's you know it's a structure that they've you know, sort of created, and the, the all the hot water's pumped in from the the spring from the geothermal. And that's what I couldn't believe it. In it the drains hills. every night. Yeah, they drain it every night. Um, and and so you know, if we didn't stay until closing time, but normally 
as it gets closer, the, the water levels start to go down. Is and that down. the signal everyone get out? Kind of, yeah. I mean, they'll walk around and they'll still tell everybody, hey, you need to go. But especially when it's that cold and the water level starts <sighs> to go down, you're like, okay, I need to get out of here because it's no longer It hot. must have been about 40 degrees in there because it was like hot mm-hmm. tub temperature. Yeah, so. yeah it's, it's about... In fact, it was. It was uh, 98, 100 degrees yeah, Fahrenheit. It, yeah, it was. because yeah. Actually, I know it was because the, on, the, 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 on the sign it said mm-hmm. 44 degrees. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so cold outside that any water that touched your hair froze Just solid. completely frozen <laughs> Yeah, solid. everyone had white frosted tips. We looked like a, a, a grunge rock band from the 90s. But no, that was a, a great experience. And then, well, that was last night. So mm-hmm. it's kind of up to speed as to the, the ins and outs of what we've been up to. Yeah. And we've got a whole spectrum of people uh, that Tyler's been helping us. Uh, get together with over the the next week that we're going to be speaking with, chatting with, drinking beer with, and podcasting with. And most people will probably be listening to this on their Monday morning when they wake up it will in the be. UK because we're recording this on the, on gr- a Sunday. Have a great week at work. <laughs> 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 <laughs>